Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, thank you for coming back. We appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, thank you for sharing this with your friends, family. If you can, please uh, share a link on your Facebook page. Let them know a friend of yours is uh, two friends of yours uh, putting out a show every week. Maybe we can get a couple more people listening, and that'd be great. Uh, one of the things we want to talk about, NFL season's coming up. We're both NFL fans. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been known to like to place a wager or three during the season. Um, and for all that know, the Maryland doesn't Maryland's got the sports gambling and the casinos, but not online. But we wanted to talk about this with someone who knew more about the ins and outs of sports gambling, someone who's much better at sports gambling in general than either one of us. Because I am I know nothing. So I'm not even a casual gambler. So we wanted to bring in local legend, <laughs> lo- local fan favorite on 105.7 The Fan, uh, Jeremy Kahn. We want to thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, for people that listen to you on the morning, uh, Big Bad Morning Show, and even with your show that uh, you did with Scott Garceau in the evenings, um, everyone knows that you, you're into the uh, picking gambling sports betting picks and whatnot. And that's actually how I got in contact with you a long time ago. I think it was like last fall is when I, I, I used a couple of your picks and I just reached out and I was like, thanks for the picks, man. I owe you a beer. <laughs> and then uh, to my surprise, you responded. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so that's how we ended up started talking that way. It's funny too. Like with, with things like that, because um I mean, I joke about it, but I'm kind of serious. I grew up white trash. So um, I've always said I'm closer to white trash than upper class. And people are kind of surprised if they run into me at the bar. Like my wife hates going out with us at where, where somewhere where maybe, you know, if, if it was a regular spot, like I used to go to Della Rose's all the time when I lived in Perry Hall and she hated going out to those spots because she knew I'd run into somebody. And ultimately, I, I always want to talk to him, have a beer with him. I'll buy him a drink, buy him a shot or whatever. And. It's just people are sometimes surprised when you answer right away or you would you, like coming on to, to something. I work five jobs. So you asked me to come on to a podcast and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, Femi Ayamadeja asked me to do something next Sunday for the Ravens uh, first home game with like 25 former players. He's like, it doesn't pay anything. I'll do it. You know, I, I'm just kind of I, I have a problem saying no. It was kind of like one of my ex-girlfriends. So, um, you know, so it's just it works out, though. I enjoy doing stuff like this. Um. One thing we want to talk to you about was um, Maryland sports gambling in general. So, this, uh, November 2020, Maryland, Maryland legislature voted to approve sports gambling. Mm-hmm. And then December 2021, sports gambling opened up at the sports books and the casinos. But the place where it's lacked has definitely been online, right? Now, me, when I was placing my bets, I might not have been going the the full legal route, you know, in case the IRS is league listening, you know, <laughs> I, I did go the legal route. That's what I went somewhere else, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> went to the sports book. Any case. All right. So, but for me, it's like, I don't want, I don't want to go to Maryland live. I don't want to go to the Harbor. I don't want to go downtown. Don't want to go to Perryville. And then my other options, I can go to Harrington, which is out in Delaware. Right. Cause for me, that's probably, I'd say Harrington and live are probably the, almost equidistant for me um 
I would just want to do it for the comfort of my home, my own home, right? I feel like the state of Maryland's kind of slow rolled this a bit, and they're probably losing a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It's I, look, there, there's a lot. This this is a loaded deal here, and and I'll get into some of the specifics and some of the things that I don't even think I'm privy to, to talk about, but. Um, it is kind of weird. And what you're saying is 100% correct. Nobody, I don't want to say nobody. Most people don't want to go to a casino. You don't want to wait in line. Um, you don't want to deal with the hassle. What if you hit big? Are you looking over your shoulder, walking back to your car? There have been plenty of stories of things going on. And on top of it, you don't want to drive a country mile to go place a bet when you want to place a bet. It seems so silly. We've had the Maryland lottery here for years. There's been, I mean, there's been gambling of all kinds that have gone on. Hell, they even gamble in the NFL now with timeouts when they want to challenge a play. It's just (laughs) it's ridiculous to me that this hasn't happened. And from what I was told, the right people weren't given or some people weren't given the opportunity to open up dispensaries when marijuana was getting legalized. Like there were a lot of groups out there that said, hey, we want a fair chance to run our businesses and be able to bring in money. And it didn't happen the way they wanted. So now basically what's being happened and the reason this is being held up from what I'm being told is that those same companies now are given opportunities to build their networks, build their their own sports books, um, and then have a chance to try to have something here locally. But it's taking forever, which is ridiculous, because if you notice, when Arizona approved it, the next day you could bet online. Like, it's not a technology thing. They have all the technology to follow you. They're already doing it with, you know, with, with Daily Fantasy. It's the same damn thing. You can follow what people are betting, and everything gets tracked. There's no reason in other states you just can't flip a switch and all of a sudden it's legal. It just seems so silly to me. And whether there's political things going on or what I talked about, you know, the right people not getting opportunities to open up their own businesses, maybe that's the case. But for whatever reason it is, we're the ones that are losing out on it because people are playing games, basically. Yeah. I mean, sports gambling in the United States is a $55 billion industry alone. In Maryland, even only having it available since the last portion of last year in the casinos, they still brought in $19 million. Now imagine if people didn't have to go to place those bets. They yeah. can do it from their home. Imagine that number skyrocketing, right? So only the state of Maryland is the one that's losing on this. Oh, there's, there's no question. And if you guys, Showtime did a, um, it was a three-part documentary on gambling. So it was all kinds. It was daily fantasy. They had, I don't know if you guys are DFS players. You got uh, Chipotle Attic and Big Papa Gates are two, they're two of the, the biggest, they're brothers. They're two of the biggest DFS players in the world, or they were. I mean, they still are. They're in that grouping. So they did a piece on that. They did legal sports books. Uh, Vegas, New Jersey was opening up. Uh, that's where Kelly in Vegas first kind of burst onto the scene. Uh, Krakenberger, you know, like all these these uh, gamblers and guys that are, uh, if you want to call them touts, uh, people that are giving out their picks, um, they burst onto the scene there. And then they also talked to illegal sports books or illegal bookies. Um, and the bookies were like, look, yeah, we were nervous at first with people coming in and it being legalized, but realistically, anybody that's bet illegally knows you're playing with credit. You don't have to walk up to a window. You don't have to deposit money. You're playing with credit. And when you lose, it's time to pay. When you win, you want to get paid. Well, with legal gambling, everything gets tracked. Um, you got to, you know, come up front with that money, place that ticket. You place a $330 wager to win 300. You get a ticket that says, if you win, you get 630 back, right? It's what, that's how it works. Um, and the same thing online. So with, with that whole piece that they did on Showtime, it really told you a lot about the industry. And the thing that was shocking was how much money New Jersey made in that first month. And then in that first year, it is absurd. And it's one of those things. It's not like drugs where you're saying, Hey, a drug addict's going to get drugs wherever they want, but gamblers literally can find a new place to gamble 
there's a reason why the government should be making money on this and it should be legal and people should feel safe doing it. I'm, I'm sure people are worried about like the casual gambler you know, start to realize that they've got the, whatever that is in that chemical in their brain that turns it into an addiction. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess gen- in general, it's an addiction thing. So it's like the, the, if they're not addicted to gambling right now, they might be addicted to something else. Yeah. But, I, but then, I, they're losing a lot of revenue. But like, I'm, I'm not a gambler. And I don't have any problem with it. It's just, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like some people might not watch baseball. I don't gamble, but you know, if there was the, the ability to, to just place a bet from my phone or from a computer and it was an interesting game or wanted to spice it up a little bit, yeah, I might do that. So there's that untapped market, but then to say that I would become addicted to gambling is, or anyone, you know, if that's the argument or a concern, you know, I've always said like, just because something's legal doesn't mean you're going to become a, a junkie. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the gambling addicts are probably pretty established. You know, I don't know if a, yeah, yeah, if yeah. a, if a casual guy is going to or something. Right? Yeah. 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 Like a casual guy's like, man, I'm, <laughs> I haven't been doing this for 43 years. I'm, I'm, I'm in like, this is, this is my new high. I mean, it's possible, but uh, you know, I get mad when I lose the, our little goofy um, uh, fantasy. What was the one that you did? Which one? The the Fanduel one? Yeah, I stopped doing that because okay. I was losing too much. Like, we, I'm done with this. <laughs> we, we got a, we got a twelve person uh, Fanduel league that we do. So we in Fanduel you can set up these championship leagues. Mm-hmm. So everyone pays up front, and then Fanduel from there out handles the payments. So like we have a weekly winner, and then at the end of the year we have it's a first, second, and third place. It, it's almost like other than the weekly winner, it's almost like regular fantasy. Except yeah, I'm in one of those. Pick up, yeah, you pick up a brand new team, and uh, the best part about it is, though, you don't have to worry about someone dropping out by not paying mm-hmm, because they paid the entire year up front. Yep, it makes it it makes it a fun time, though. And, and you know, I have a good time with stuff like that, too. But like m- my big problem, and it's the same thing when people were talking about with COVID. It's like, well, why can a Walmart? Why can a Target be open? Uh, but this mom and pop shop can't, you know, and look, my, my station and places I've worked, I've, I've made money off the Maryland lottery. But like the numbers game has been going on for years. I just watched a documentary on Whitey Bulger when they were running numbers. You know, the gangsters are running numbers. And then all of a sudden they made it legalized in Massachusetts. And they're like, well, hell, now we're out because people are going to go this route. And it's the same thing. Like when you talk about marijuana being legalized, we've had alcohol, we've had tobacco, we've had other stuff that has the same types of effects. And it's just a matter of where the if the money's going in the right direction. And now you're seeing it's a state to state thing. I just don't understand why sports gambling would be legalized in a couple areas. And then all of a sudden now in a bunch of states and then even certain states like New York had a thing and Chicago had a thing where, or excuse me, Illinois, where you couldn't bet on the local teams, which it's like, what? Cause they're so worried <laughs> right, about yeah. gambling, getting involved, you know? And, and like, if you haven't seen it, Netflix's uh, Tim Donaghy documentaries out now as they're doing those untold pieces. And it's, it's incredible. Like they allege that David Stern knew everything that was going on. So um, I understand sports world like being upset over the whole gambling thing. We know the athletes can't bet and all this other stuff. We saw what happened with Calvin Ridley. But the bottom line is like they're they're contradicting themselves by saying, hey, we don't want this. We don't want any parts of it. But then they take their money to advertise it or they're going to put sports books in stadium. Daniel Snyder just bought into a sports book that's making its way in Maryland and D.C. You know, there's uh, I, I invested in a sports book. They're going to meet with Robert Kraft about, you know, getting involved with it. So. There's a lot of stuff that's going on out there with sports teams getting involved with gambling. Even the NBA talking about, you know, putting, uh, you know, little um, um, 
boxes there where you can go in and, and you can bet. I don't even know if they're going to in Vegas, if they're going to set stuff up where you can go right into the casino or have casinos there. But you'll have your little situations if you've gone into live and you can go up to a kiosk and punch in what you want. They're supposed to have those at stadiums and venues and the NBA is going to be giving kickbacks to these sports books. So, I mean, there's a lot of craziness involved, but I just think there's a lot of uh, a lot of people being hypocrites about things. Yeah, I agree. I want to go back to your point about the reason it being held up is because they're, they're trying to give opportunities to minorities um, or, or special special groups. They want to have they, they want them to have the ability to get in, get a piece of the pie for basically versus big business, because, you know, as soon as day one happens, FanDuel, Barstool, they're all they're all going to be in on it. And they have an inherent advantage because people are either already on FanDuel, you know, people or if Barstool already has their fan set. Right. Mm hmm. But I feel like you're right. They're, they might be trying to overcompensate for what happened with marijuana in Maryland, which I think would have been a much easier entry point for people just because one aspect of it, and I, I know you said it wasn't a technology thing, but it, I think part of it might be, though, just because let's say I'm someone who doesn't have those computer technical skills. I don't know how to write an app. I don't know how to have my uh, my SQL database on the backside of it. Uh, and I don't know how to link to odds and, and whatnot. Uh, for a website, an app, and what what else? But I can go look at a building, purchase it, or lease it. I can find a, a supplier for a physical good, and I can sell it out of that. As long as I can get my license, I think that I think the marijuana industry was actually probably the easier point of entry. Yeah. Then this, because for me, I, I see these sports books, especially the online ones. I do see them as technology companies because. It's all done online. And if you don't have the proper knowledge for the back end of it, you're in trouble or you got to pay someone big bucks to set one up for you. Yeah. And and I think that's a fair point about the, the technology aspect. What I'm saying is that if the state of Maryland wanted to tomorrow say, hey, you can bet online, the technology is there for them right. to be able to do it, like to flip the switch. Yeah. Now, for a mom and pop shop or whoever it is trying to start their own, like I literally invested in a sports book called Gambit. Um, my buddy, uh, who used to be my producer, uh, at the radio station had went on to bigger and better things, including becoming a scout for the new Orleans saints. And then going to work for Ohio state, I want a bunch of money on DraftKings. He hit me up about helping him build his prototype. I sent him a bunch of money. He built the prototype and now he started this whole process. And now the key is big funding because like, it's easier to get into some of these Midwestern states. If you want to uh, get your sports book license, Maryland is one of the more expensive states. Um, and in the fact that they're dragging their feet makes it frustrating. So like now, like the company that I'm going to be working with, uh, they're getting Connor McGregor on board. They're meeting with Robert Kraft. Um, so there's a lot of cool things about it, but, um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Like this could totally go belly up and, or this could turn out to be some sort of huge moneymaker for me where I can concentrate on this and not other stuff. Who knows? But, uh, it was something cool at the time I thought about doing, but I got to learn a lot about this industry and what's going on. Um, and it is a little bit frustrating and, and people that have money, they do have the ability to make things happen quicker than other people that maybe have to you know, fundraise a little bit. And that's what our company's doing as we're meeting with people, hoping that they'll invest in. It. And it's almost like Shark Tank to a degree where you're like, hey, you want people to invest, but you don't want to give up too much of the, uh, the company. That's a great point. And hopefully they figure it out soon, because I think as of, I mean, the, the way it's going along right now, Maryland's just losing the money. Yeah. You know, it, it, there it's, it's almost like it was back in, back in the day before when it was just New Jersey that had gambling at Atlantic city. Right. 
So anyone who wanted to go gamble for a weekend or a night or whatever, they had to go to Atlantic City. And then Maryland got it. Or not Maryland. And then Pennsylvania got it. And then West Virginia got it. And West Virginia kind of hit closer to home because even from where we are in Annapolis, you can get to Charlestown a couple hours. You know, yeah. it's probably the same distance as Atlantic City. And then Delaware got it. And for me to get to Harrington, it's 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So now everyone surrounding you has it. And Maryland was so far behind. They just, they were just losing money at that point. And it's funny too, because you look at, again, when I talk about being hypocritical, like underdog, have you guys ever been on underdog fantasy where it's basically like a lot of best ball stuff, but it's also parlays where you could say uh, basketball is the easiest one. Like, Hey, I'm going to parlay Jason Tatum over 24 and a half points. Uh, Marcus Smart over six and a half assists, and I'll take Daniel Tice under, you know, combined 16 and a half points and rebounds and parlay it and try to, you know, turn a $50 parlay into 300 bucks. You can't do that here, but I can take a team and say, this guy costs this much, this guy costs this much, put it all together and embed it against a bunch of other people in a tournament and try to win it. Like the, one of the biggest, one of the funniest things to me is that DraftKings and FanDuel both said, Hey, we are, we are not gambling. We're not gambling. We're fantasy. Oh, gambling's legal. We're gambling. You know, they, they immediately <laughs> switched up what they were because they just wanted they want the opportunity to make money. That's all it was. In your opinion, when when do you think Maryland kind of gets off their butt and and approves this online sports gambling? You think after November, once elections are done? Probably. And it'll probably hit in January. Because dude, for two years now, they've been saying we're gonna get it before football season. Well, it's gonna be in January. Well, we couldn't get everything done. Guess what? We will have it done before June. Oh, no, August. It'll be done before football. Now it's the same thing we're hearing late November or it'll be before the Super Bowl. It's like, come on, guys. I mean, this is this is so absurd by now. And you see more and more people talking about it because now football season is approaching. And that's what most people want to bet on football and March Madness. Yeah. Let, let me ask you about a couple of uh, preseason bets mm-hmm. just to just to see where see if uh where, where my mind is, see if it's right. <laughs> so I was, I was just looking at uh, seeing if I could find anything that was good, especially with the Ravens where Ravens fans we were trying to find something. Um, they're plus a thousand to win the AFC, which I big reward, big risk, right? Mm-hmm. They're only plus plus one sixty to win the AFC North. And I was surprised because the Bengals are plus plus one eighty. you figure the Bengals are the favorites, right? I was surprised it was that close on the line between the two of them. Um, I see. I'm not just because I think I think things changed early on because what happened was we had the Browns in there. So the Browns were like battling up top. And once the Browns kind of got kicked to the curb, I think people started to look at honestly what happened last year. And I think Cincinnati is an interesting case because they went through an entire season, went 10 and seven. They dominated the Ravens in both matchups, and we could talk about why that happened, whatever they did. Little brother beat up big brother. And that was the difference in winning the division. Fortunate way the playoffs fell because in every single one of those games, they could have easily lost in the fourth quarter, but found a way to win. Um, and then they had no major injuries the entire season, no significant injuries to starters, which is an anomaly in the NFL because we could see what happened with the Ravens last year. Right. So I would point at it and say, okay, the Ravens were eight and three, eight and four, whenever you want to look at it with the best record in the AFC. And that's with all the injuries they had. Then they lost Lamar and didn't win another game. Yeah. So I, there's, there's real like to me, that's a, an incredibly live dog like um the ravens what are they 20 to 1 to win the super bowl you mentioned 10 to 1 in the afc plus 160 lamar's 20 to 1 for mvp like to me those are all great future bets to take a chance you're getting the ravens at 10 to 1 odds to get to the super bowl or to win the afc like 
that's incredible because we know the AFC stacked where the NFC seems weaker, but you're talking about a team that did all that when everything went wrong. So what happens if a few things go right for them this year? What, what are they capable of? And I would listen to people say, hey, I'm still concerned about them in the playoffs because I've only seen them win one playoff game. I don't worry about that stuff because I think eventually it works itself out in the end. Yeah, I, and one of my other picks was on there was the was Lamar plus two thousand to win the NFL MVP. Yeah, if if the offensive line can stay healthy, I think that's a that's a real good bet for him or for for anyone who wants. To, I mean that that's a that's a nice big risk big reward bet. And like I, said, I think if the line stays healthy, I mean Ronnie Stanley, obviously that that's a big question mm-hmm. mark. But the rest of them, I, I think that line is much better than it was last year. And he just won't be running for his life the entire time. Yeah. And to your point about Lamar, uh, 20 to one uh, to win the MVP. And as we, I broke down the MVP stuff. So if you, unless you're going Josh Allen, who's the favorite at roughly like eight to one, seven to one, somewhere in that range, uh, which I think makes sense. And then you start looking at the other guys, the Pat Mahomes, which very capable, but remember, Lost Tyreek Hill, so we'll see what they look like in the offense. I'm not concerned about him. He should be in the conversation. Then you start to take the Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's and look at what's going on. Tom Brady lost most of his offensive line, hasn't played in the game yet, hasn't practiced all that much until just recently. Aaron Rodgers, the guy's off doing ayahuasca, talking about being on Percocets <laughs> last year. Who, who know? I mean, he's become a total hippie. Who knows what happens? But but then you start to get in that range of guys like Dak Prescott and. You know, even Trey Lance was an interesting one at like 40 or 50 to one if he's going to get an opportunity. Like there's some interesting numbers. And when you're going for future bets, you're not saying, oh, yeah, this is definitely happening. You're saying those odds are too good to pass up because if he gets there, I can sell that ticket. Or, you know, if I hit it, it's going to be awesome. You know, like I'm going to have a ton of money and you hit one of those. It changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one I had Ravens over 10 and a half wins is going off at plus 100. Yeah. And I like that, too. Um, The reason why it, it. so last year, their opposing QBR in 2021 was they went, it was top five. So they, they were playing quarterbacks in the top five for QBR on average. This year, they're in the bottom five. Yep. So if they could win, what I mean, how many games did they win last year was it? They won eight and nine, right? Eight and nine. So all they got to do is win three more games, and you're going against a completely uh, a schedule that's far less formidable than it was last year. Yeah, and the so, travel's not bad either. That's the yeah. other thing that, like, I look at travel and when you play, like, the fact sometimes when you have that rarity of a team playing three home, um, three road games in a uh, in a row in a season or, um, you know, the early buy, the late buy, when you have it, who do you play after the Steelers? Who do you play before the Steelers? Do you have any back-to-back road games? Like, those are things that I all, that I take into consideration. I think a lot of people don't. Um, so their schedule is very, very favorable. And the, and the weird thing that they start off with four games against the AFC East. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, another interesting Raiders plus 700 to win the AFC West. I like the Raiders this year. One, Hunter Renfro is pretty underrated, in my opinion. They got Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs comes back healthy. Derek Carr's not as bad as people think he is. And Aaron Waller. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, the only, to me, the only competition out there are the Chargers. So if they can just beat out the Chargers, that's, you know, what, seven, seven to one? I, I think, look, I think they're a live dog. The hard thing about the AFC West is, you know, the big dogs up top. I mean, Kansas City's always going to be there. If you let them hang around, we've seen what, what they're capable of doing. Um, Russell Wilson, if people are not buying his demise and like, because he's going to a team, everybody's like, oh, this is a great opportunity. He's going to a better offensive line. 
And um, I think a team that has a, a great home field advantage the same way Seattle did. But uh, their defense is a little bit better. Um, but, you know, when you think about changing up from Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and going to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, yeah, it's, it's a really good situation to be in. But the division is extremely difficult. You mentioned the Chargers. I don't think a lot of people are really – Khalil Mack's now a Charger. I mean, right. you got bookends with Bosa and Mack. You got arguably the best safety in the league in Derwin James on the back end. And they've made all kinds of additions. At some time, everybody keeps crowning Justin Herbert. And I love him. I think he's great. You got to see him put it all together because the Chargers will always find a way to Charger. And I mean, that's it's just it's incredible. No matter how good you expect them to be, they find a way to screw it up. So I do. I think the Raiders are a live dog. Um, if, if you wanted to take a sprinkle on that, as we call it, that's like the Browns. They're, they're always going to Brown. You yeah. know, and the, I mean, they don't call them the bungles for no reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. The only, the last one I got, um, this is my hard knock special. The the Lions plus nine fifty to win the AFC North, and I, don't, I mean besides Aaron Rodgers and the AFC, I mean who in the AFC North North could the Lions really not beat out? Considering last year when the the Lions lost games, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they were in every single game. Yeah, I think that's a, a testament to the coaching staff. We all made fun of Dan Campbell when he first came in. I'm still making fun of him, but the <laughs> players believe in him. I mean, they've done a nice job drafting. Uh, and we'll, we'll have to wait a while to see what Jamison Williams looks like with them. But the team that I like in that division is Minnesota. They had a negative one point differential last year, brand new coaching staff coming in and talking about finding ways to lose games. Go back and look at their season last year, beating Arizona, giving up a couple pass plays to lose at the end, missing an extra point that cost them a game. Um, I think that's a team that could like if I were going to place a wager and, and, and I will on this on this squad before the season starts, like I bet them on their over and wins. I bet them on getting to the playoffs, and I even put a little bit on them to win the division because you're getting over two to one on them to, to beat out Green Bay because Green Bay is obviously going to be the favorite. The one thing, people that are going to write off the Packers, they shouldn't because Aaron Rodgers, I know Devontae Adams has been there and been great, but they've revamped that defense too. The guy's amazing. He doesn't turn yeah. the ball over. He finds the right players. Um, as long as he doesn't get hurt, they're going to be in the mix and most likely win that division. But I think if I was going to take a chance on somebody, it'd be the Vikings. I always figure I, I put the Vikings in that uh, the the Bungles, the Browns, and the Chargers because they, they do the same things. Yeah, they, they always <laughs> like they always just seem to screw it up. I mean, even going back to like the Dante Culpepper years, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, they had Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss in their prime, and, and they they couldn't win it all. You know, it's, and, and Chris Carter and Robert Smith and yeah. you know even Jake Reed was there, and they were a, a, it was another field goal kicker hasn't missed a kick all year. Hey, here's a chip shot field goal. Let me miss it in the biggest game of the season. So, yeah. Well, it's funny because you were on a lot of the stuff that I I talked about because I was bullish on the Vikings. I'm bullish on the Ravens. um, And I think there's a couple other things you can start looking at. I'm not real big on some people want to bet rookie of the year. Like to me, uh, you know, Michael Parsons was a big surprise last year and he could have won defensive player of the year. So when you start looking at some of the, the awards that are given out, that was the other thing with the MVP. We've no, we know that running backs have won it before, but think about the year Jonathan Taylor had last year. And is he in the conversation? Sure, but he was never winning it. Um, and then the same thing, Cooper Cup had the greatest year receivers ever had in the history of the league, and he doesn't sniff it. You know, he's in the top five, but still, it's a quarterback-driven award. So a guy has to have just the last time a running back won it was Adrian Peterson, and he came off a torn ACL and ran for 2,000 yards. So, you know, you have to be doing something pretty special for a quarterback not to win it. Well, we appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah. I do have one question for you. Mm-hmm. And we brought this up in our last episode. 
How do you feel about deviled eggs? Oh man, that's see, that's a loaded question for me because, um, <laughs> so during the pandemic, I had a pretty good situation of kind of let loose and getting into a restaurant bar area and hanging out where nobody was allowed in, you know, they, they could do carry out and stuff. So I had a chance to hang out and had a good time, uh, during Easter, they were selling food. You know, you can come in buy Easter meals for your, <clears throat> for your family, local people come up and they had a ton of food left over and they left me with, I think 25 crab deviled eggs. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Which is very, very, very tasty when they went down, uh, <laughs> when I, because I was hammered and I ate about a dozen of them when they came back up, I haven't eaten a deviled egg since, and I don't oh. think I'll be eating one anytime soon. So that Thanksgiving dinner is ruined for me. Now I wasn't hammered because I was nine years old, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, start early. We, uh, we got, um, I got food poisoned as a little kid and it didn't hit me until after Thanksgiving dinner. So to this day, I will not eat cranberry sauce. I can't oh. stand it. Um, all the Thanksgiving, the Turkey, all that stuff. Nope. I'd, I'd, I'd rather get a, a, a large number one from, Mc, from McDonald's than eat a Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. So, uh, that yeah, seems awful. You're like, you're like Chandler from friends. He hates Thanksgiving too. So <laughs> I, that's oh, man. What a terrible experience. I, I don't know that, you know, a lot of people remember their experiences. Like I, I was, uh, I ran into a buddy of mine and I didn't know this about him because we were, I hadn't had a drink in a lot, like three months. And I had a fantasy draft this past weekend, stopped into old stomping grounds and ran into a buddy. He's like, Hey, let's do a bomb. I said, all right, let's do Jaeger bombs. And he looked me in the face and said, I'm not doing Jaeger. I was like, come on. And I saw the look, he started sweating and he started dry <laughs> heaving just from the thought of how much Jaeger he threw up. Um, <laughs> I, I had a I had a moment when I was a kid, uh, a kid. I was I was 16, 17, maybe. And we got drunk off of Zima and I got alcohol. You know how much Zima you have to drink to get alcohol poisoning from it? <laughs> it's an absurd amount. And uh, I threw that up and I could never drink it again. And when it came back, I went back and got one and tried it and it was fine. But I don't like um, uh, Sambuca. Never got sick off it, but that's one that I have a hard time doing, even though I do like Jaeger, which there's some similarities, but that strong black licorice taste, man, you can have it. That's that's what makes me sick. And I don't have that with any food either that I've thrown up and can't have again. So we'll see if the deviled eggs thing lasts. Yeah, the de deviled eggs are uh, we, we spoke of in our last episode. I will destroy deviled eggs. <laughs> so if, if they're you know, a dozen, that doesn't matter. You know, yeah. they're they're gone. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Maybe midseason we'll get you back on and talk about some some more midseason picks or something. But uh, yeah. we appreciate it, man. Anytime, guys, hit me up. That was Jeremy Kahn from uh, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Um, good dude to have on the show. Definitely, that was he, uh, that was awesome. You can uh, you can find his picks if you want to bet along with him on uh, I've got it here somewhere. You can find his betting picks at, of course, I don't have it right in front of me, uh, pressboxonline.com slash author slash Jeremy dash con, C-O-N-N, slash sports picks. Um, and again, that's how, I mean, oddly enough, that's how he and I started even communicating was the fact that I, I went along with some of his picks and uh, yeah, ended up picking a few winners. And I just, I reached out, I said thanks, and you know, led to a few more messages, and somehow that led to us talking having him come on the show so that was that was interesting the the guy though just in the community is just amazing um 
for those that, that listen to 105.7 The Fan, he's on the Big Bad Morning Show in the morning. He used to be in the evening drive time with Scott Garceau, who's a Baltimore legend. Um, he was uh, very close with Mo Gabba, who was the, uh, the little boy who had uh, a few bouts with cancer, um, passed away a few years ago, uh, which if you ever watch a Ravens game in the end zone, it obviously spells out Baltimore. But the M.O. is in gold for Mo mm-hmm. Gabba. Um, it was also cool to see that in uh, the Madden game. They left it in there. Oh, they did? Yeah, that oh, was nice. really cool. Yeah, I'll, um, just, I'll have to turn on the the, uh, the kid's Xbox and, yeah. and take a look at it. So Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was really cool. Um, and, the guy, and the guy's done other charity events in the area, always willing to give us time, which is just really, really cool for someone uh, um, that popular in the area that that much of a celebrity to give us time to local charities like that i mean shoot even to two local guys with a podcast in the basement for him to come on here he didn't have to do that at all so uh we appreciate that please support him and and his charity efforts and uh and listen to 105.7 the fan of the morning listen to the big bad morning show um it's it's actually really quite funny it's not just sports they talk about other stuff on there too yeah I, i started listening to it uh a couple weeks ago, a, a buddy of mine said, "Hey, you know, check it out." And and I mostly listen to podcasts in the car, so I guess I could spare my forty minute morning commute um, from uh, you know avoid a, you know listen to something other than a podcast. But um, no, I've been enjoying the show too. So uh, yeah, definitely keep listening. And if if you're not listening, you know, check it out because it is it is amusing. For people who haven't listened to it, it's, it's got um, Rob Long, former former police officer. I don't know if he was in Baltimore City or not. You said he was a state highway trooper in North or somewhere, South Carolina. Somewhere down like North or South Carolina, but I could be wrong. Maybe he was a Baltimore City guy. I don't know. And then uh, Ed Norris, the former Baltimore City Police Commissioner, um, been doing. He's been on that station for years now, though. Yeah, and so is Rob. Um, just the three of them though together is pretty funny. They the the chemistry they have is really good. So if you're if you're looking for something to listen to in the morning, it's not just sports. It's just a it's a good listen if you want to go over there and check it out. Um, I didn't want to interrupt him though when he was talking about uh, when we were talking about gambling. He kind of mentioned running numbers and like the history of gambling and whatnot. And the funny part was is that uh, my mother told me a story that when she was little, her and her sisters and her cousins, um, <clears throat> where they grew up, like her. Her uncles own small businesses, so like a deli, a butcher shop, um, all within the same ethnic group, more or less. I don't mm-hmm. want to say what it is, cause, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyone who's seen my last name knows what ethnic group this is. Uh, but so what they would do is the girls uh, or, or the cousins would basically go from shop to shop, and they would have this brown paper bag with them. And at each store, they would get a lollipop or they would get, like, um, some meat to take home to mom and dad. Or if they went to the ice cream shop, they got some ice cream at the end and they would just get it to them for free. They didn't have to pay for any of it. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're taking this this paper bag from shop, from store to store. And <laughs> my mother was like, little did we know, we were, we were these kids running numbers between the stores. <laughs> and we didn't figure it out until we were older. Um so I thought that I, I didn't I didn't share when he was when he was there because I didn't want to break the flow of the show, but I thought that was a pretty funny uh, yeah, and, comedy made. And my uh, my grandfather used to own a bar in Pittsburgh, and the the mob had a 
a, a booth in the back corner and they'd run the numbers out of there. So, um, but I guess the, like anything else, the, the government wants it, wants its cut. So they just, uh, you know, take it over. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things and it's, it's that old argument. Well, people are doing it anyway. We might as well make money off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, well, we might as well tax it and make our money. Yeah. Right. And to a degree, I, I do agree with it. I mean, why are you going to criminal? It's like, why are you going to criminalize it if people are doing it and they're really not harming anyone but themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you got the people, well, they harm loved ones. They they cause divorces. Well, oh, I mean, infidelity I causes yeah. infidelity causes divorces. Right. Um, you know, uh, dishonesty. I mean, all kinds of things harm others. And, you know, I don't want to go say, oh, well, you know, just poo-poo it. But, you know, if it's something that consenting adults partake in, you know, and the and and the state can make some money off. They they built all the casinos in the state now. Yeah. So why not get into that side? I mean, D, I think DC has legalized online uh, sports books. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, Virginia, I think. Does yeah. Too. Everyone else is doing it. So you know, Maryland just needs to get its cut, get its act together, and 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 do it. I don't see a reason why why they shouldn't. Yeah, and I mean, it, you could even go as far back to. Like we were t- when we were talking about the Atlantic City days. I mean, think about how many millions Pennsylvania and Delaware were losing, and even parts of Maryland where Atlantic City was only an hour away, right? Oh yeah. I mean, they even built the expressway there, and they had like a, you could take a, uh, a small Cessna from Philadelphia to to Atlantic City. Yeah. Um, and get there in no time flat. And then I, I remember like when I lived in New York, um, casinos for uh, Native American reservations was passed. Yep. And so they they had casinos in the middle of nowhere, but people flocked to them. Right. Like, I remember there was one out in Verona, which is out by Utica, New York. Um, and we I lived in Albany at the time. And on the reservation, you could gamble at 18. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you could be, I think you can gamble, you can do a lottery at 18 too. Um, unless it's been changed. I, I don't remember that for a fact. But anyway. On the reservation, on the reservation, you could go at eighteen and gamble. So, like some of my college buddies and I, we go, out, we go out play some blackjack or whatever, because it's the only place we can go. Right. And oh, by the way, you could get some uh, tax-free cheap cigarettes <laughs> and then sell them to the people, the smokers outside the club, you know, just to make a buck. Um, but they were pulling people from Syracuse, Rochester, Albany, like all the upstate, because they were located right off of I ninety. Yep. Uh, and I, for anyone who doesn't know, I ninety cuts from Buffalo to Albany to Boston. So basically, from Albany, you just jumped on 90. A couple hours, you were there. Mm-hmm. And you were gambling. You, they even had a hotel there. You could stay the night. You didn't have to, you didn't have to drive home. Um, but so then they opened it. And then the rest of New York couldn't. So it's like people were still going to gamble. And they could gamble legally. But the state was missing out on all that revenue. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, part of the big push for the, you know, when they first built Maryland Live. And remember the whole no slots at the mall, the people that were against it. A lot of that was actually funded by the casino owners in in, uh, Charleston, West Virginia, in Delaware, because they knew that if they had it here, why would, at at the time it was only slots, there were no table games. Well, then they realized how much money they're making from slots, they opened it up, then they have, uh, Maryland Live. Then was that horseshoe? 
is one of them, isn't there? And there's one like right near Camden Yards. So that, I think the one at Camden Yards is the horseshoe. Okay. Live is in. It's at the mall. Yep. Uh, the National Harbor's MGM. Yeah, MGM. And then you've got Hollywood Casino up in Perryville. Mm-hmm. I know the. I know of those four. If there's another one, I don't know about it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and I've been to two of those four. Mm-hmm. I went up to Perryville. I actually went up there for a car auction. We didn't buy a car. And so, of course, sitting there with a wad of cash. Yeah, why not? Let's go to the casino. <laughs> uh, went for a couple hours and left. and then. But so I've been there, which it was a awful casino. Like, it, it was just barren. Yeah. Um, yeah the, ni- the nicest one is, is definitely MGM. That's the one I, I haven't say. been to. I've been yeah. to Live. Live's all right. Yeah. They're they're trying. You know, you could tell they're trying. Mm-hmm. Um it is weird though that it's at a mall. Yeah. It is it's awkward. Like and it's I, a I strange guess. like it's weird. I'll, I'll go there to go to like you know, uh Bass Pro Shop. Or we took the kids to that awful uh what is it, the the stupid thing where they ride the horses around in medieval times. Oh yeah. You know, they feed you some awful food. Oh, it's not poo-poo medieval times, man. I hate it. I can go eat some chicken with my fingers. Oh, I can eat chicken with my fingers here. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I can go to O'Loughlin's and get some chicken wings. It's better. But are you not entertained? I'll, I'll watch Game of Thrones while I'm doing it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, but uh, then you go in there, and then there's like this giant casino there. It's, it's a, it is a weird, uh, you got to cut through the casino to get to Costco back there. Yeah. It's just an awkward setup. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not a bad casino. I mean, I've been to the poker room there. Mm-hmm. It's not dingy. It's not run down. It's a little tight. Yeah. Like, they pack those tables. It's like, guy, can I get some elbow room? Yeah, MGM is is huge. I, I've I've been there for some conferences and stuff, and it's it's uh, it's it's big. Um, is that the so? Is I know the Gaylord Hotel is there. Okay, so yeah, so when you when you're most people, if you haven't been in there, you've seen it from the Beltway when you're crossing the bridge. Where the Ferris wheel. Right. So where the Ferris wheel is, the Gaylord is behind the Ferris wheel. It's that huge glass. Right. MGM is right on the Beltway. Okay. So that huge whole thing is MGM. Okay. So it's not um, in that. It's not in that planned development. No. Where the Gaylord is then. No, it's okay. not down there. It's it's maybe a mile away from it. Um, I wonder if that was on purpose. Because putting MGM right there would actually would have been pretty perfect. Yeah. For MGM. Now, for everyone else, maybe not. But yeah. Would, I, I think they wanted to separate because the Gaylord is so big. Yeah. Um, but the Gaylord's mostly conferences, though. It is. And they packed that place yeah. for conferences. But imagine how many more conferences you would get if you had the casino right next to yeah. it, too. Now, it could have been MGM that said, look, we don't want to compete hotel to hotel. Um, and we don't want to compete with the food either because there's a lot of restaurants in that mm-hmm. little area, too. And so they MGM might have said no, no. We'll we'll take our own little section here because you also like the little the Cirque du Soleil thing, yeah. Right there, it was right in that. For people that don't know, it's literally like it, it's almost like it kind of rose from nothing. It, it, and they built a town. When you're yeah, when you're in there, it kind of reminds you of like a downtown area of like a small city. Yeah. And then you drive out of it, and it's like nothing. Right. It's just it's kind of weird. Yep. Um, but the the casino. I'd say you get the more Vegas experience, I guess, at MGM. No, I've never been to Las Vegas. A little classier, a little ritzier. Yeah, and then around the outside, like, there's nice restaurants, like, 
Voltaggio Brothers had a restaurant there. Jose Andreas had a restaurant there. So, like, celebrity-type stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm not a gambler. Mm-hmm. So, I, and, and like I said when we had when we were talking to Jeremy, like, I, I'm not, I don't think anything wrong with it. I just don't do it. Right. You know, I, I don't play basketball either. I don't think any, there's nothing wrong with basketball. <laughs> right. I'm not good at it. Maybe that's the reason I don't gamble, because I'm not good at it. <laughs> I mean, look, I play some bets. Am I a gambler? No. Yeah. Because outside of football season, I won't put a dime on anything. Right. Um, unless it's like a UFC fight. And that's only on a rare occasion I'll put money on that. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny thing is, is like when I bet on the UFC fights, like there's a few of us that text during the fights. Um, and we'll all be like, let's put some money on this huge underdog. So like we put, like when uh, Juliana Pena fought, uh, what was that? What was that lady? She was like the undisputed two two weight class champion. I can't remember her name, which is sad. I should know this, but um, and she beat her, so she was a huge underdog, and she won. Was that the Ronda Rousey one? No, no, no. Oh. It, uh, Amanda Nunes. Okay. Amanda Nunes is who she beat, and this is probably about a year ago. And so, like, we took a flyer and I put like fifty bucks down on it, but I think I won like two twenty mm. because she was such a huge underdog. But I only did it because like. Three or four other guys were like, "Yeah, let's go do it. We're going to go in together." So it's like now you're on a team, and everything. When your team won, it was great, right? Yeah. Um, I know. Outside of that, it's for me. It's the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I'll put like maybe a better two a week. In. I guess. I guess it could spice the game up a bit. It does. Like that stupid. You know, say the the Ravens are playing. You know, some awful team, and you're, you know, it's like they're killing them. You're. Or maybe it's not even a Ravens game because it's just it's it's the Browns and the Commanders, right. you know. It's just good. It's just a, a dumpster fire versus a dumpster fire, and you're like, okay, who cares? But maybe you could put some money on it and spice it up. And I think that's where the state kind of misses out yeah. because for me, I'm not going to a casino for any reason unless it's you know a work related thing or you know they're using that hotel or I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to go there to place a bet. Um, but if they were to open the online thing, maybe I'd put that $100 bet on a lousy game. Because, you know, sometimes like a Monday night game is just a terrible matchup. Right. You have no interest in it. Yeah. But, but if I got some money riding on it, maybe, maybe it'll, it's, it, it'll captivate my interest a little bit. Yeah. So, but the state could get their, their chunk of that money. But they're not. And how many other people out there like me that would just want to, eh, on my phone? Like, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't know what to, how to place a bet. No. You know, well, what, it, I'm not, I'm, it doesn't have to be big bets either. Like you could just go and put ten bucks on the game. Yeah. Okay. What if you put them on? And, and let's say you only bet long shots. Like when I do betting, I'm not betting the favorites. Right. I'm I'm usually betting for the NFL. I'm usually betting an, a larger underdog or two for the week, and I'm parlaying it, mm-hmm. which means they both have to hit for me to win. Yeah. And I'm only putting like fifty bucks on it. But if it wins, I win like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. Now. I'll hit maybe once or twice in a season, mm-hmm. and I'll lose the other ones. But that, so basically, like I'll win like eight hundred dollars, and it covers all the losses for the rest of the season. Yeah. So I'm basically doing it to break even mm-hmm. at that point, but it makes it it makes the NFL season a little bit more. I'm more involved in it at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of like people. Who, it's like why people. Some people play fantasy football. Right. You're rooting for your players. 
Because they're on your team. Yeah. This imaginary team that you made. Yeah. Well, that's why I always have to have a, a, a Raven. On. Right. I try to draft a Raven. Um, but, you know, and I also try to draft a, a com- well, a commander. If I say Redskins, it's interchangeable to me. Um, the WTFs? Yeah. Washington team football? <laughs> but I, I try to draft one of them because sometimes, you know, we get, living where we're get, we get both. And if, say, the Ravens are playing at four. And um, the commanders are playing at one, it may, and we're going to see the one o'clock game. We're going to see that game. It makes that game a little bit more interesting, right? Even if it's the commanders versus the dolphins, like who cares about this? Um, but it makes that game just a little bit more interesting. So if I have a fantasy player on it, yeah. So uh, add throwing that that throw online it, sports bet, throw well, the ten dollar bet. Yeah, now you got it. And I've found out it doesn't matter the size of the bet; it still gets your interest. Whether, oh, yeah. it's, whether you put five or a hundred, you're still you're into it for yeah. whatever reason. It's kind of like I like when uh, used to play poker, and it didn't matter if the white chip was a penny or a dollar. Yeah, I still treated them the same. Mm-hmm. Now, if that dollar is now 10 or 20 sure it, it might be a little bit different yeah, i'm not even buying into that game right right yeah right and that's the thing. I'm, I'm not there anyway that's yeah. not my game i'm not my scene but yeah you treat the penny like the dollar it's still low stakes but you treat it the same yeah. in your mind because i tried it so when we went on vacation um we we're going to teach the kids how to play uh poker now i'm terrible but my father-in-law he's good at it and and my wife is actually pretty good at it too. We thought, well, let's we could have the kids, and we could use Skittles, you know. And but when the Skittles weren't worth anything, it didn't matter. Right. But if you made the total buy-in could have been a dollar per person, and the red Skittle was worth a dime, and the the yellow, the green Skittle was worth you know a fraction of a cent, it still made it interesting. I could play for Skittles. I love Skittles. I. I Look, man, that'd be worth it for well, I mean, the, the. You don't got to sign any value to it. Yeah, but the kids, we just ate the Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't play. <laughs> They're just so, looking like, can I eat this now? Yeah. Well, you're not going to have anything to bet with next hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of the game. Yeah. You can't win more Skittles. Right. If you eat all your Skittles. <laughs> but I'd use, uh, I don't know, I'd, I'd do the same thing with like peanut butter M&M's too. I love <laughs> peanut butter M&M's. Can you imagine if the kid was like, instead of. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you two Skittles and raise you a Twix. Who brought the Twix into this game? <laughs> right, that's, that's too 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 rich for my blood. <laughs> right. But no, and then the thing is, my middle son would just eat all of his all of his. Uh, like, hey, are you in? Are you, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta ante up, dude. <laughs> now just full as. <laughs> or he'd be like, wait a minute, I gotta put. I I could possibly lose some of this. Yeah. Now I'm good with what I got. <laughs> Just leaves. <laughs> I'm going to go over there. <laughs> Away from all you savages trying to take my Skittles. But, yeah, no, I, th- I think it makes it more interesting. So, um, hopefully the state. But then then it's like, then what does the state do with the money? You know, because initially the whole slots at the mall thing was to pay for teachers. It was all supposed to go to education. Did it? And nope. <laughs> nope. Just like, I don't know. I don't know where the mental gymnastics comes from for some of for some of the people to be like, oh well, we said this to get it approved, 
but we're not going to put it all there. We're going to take some over here and a little more next year and a little more next year and a little more. Well, we don't have enough money to pay for roads. Don't you want good roads? They like they always present it in a way that like you could you can't make the argument against them. Right. Because like, well, we need roads. And the truth is, yes, we need roads, but this money was supposed to be earmarked for education. Do something else to pay for the roads. Yeah. You know, and you're just shortchanging the education in the state. Mm-hmm. And because you couldn't think of, or because you wouldn't make the difficult decision to fund the roads. Right. Like, like turning, like, eventually they're, they're doing it with, like, the 95 express lanes. Now, Virginia's been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. And... Those express lanes, they, they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, they have multiple purposes. One, you're adding lanes, but two, you're getting people to pay that want to go faster. Yeah. But while you're doing that, you're getting them to go in those lanes and freeing up space in the regular lanes for people that aren't paying. And then also the, the so the hot lanes are also, you know, for high occupancy. So you're getting more, hey, if you want to ride, you can ride in these hot lanes for free. You just got to have more than two people in your car, whatever number they set it at. So now you've got you've got those cars off the road too. So I just listened to a podcast, uh, not a, uh, a YouTube video about that. It just kind of I don't know how it got in my feed, but I, I went. And it was basically like um, why uh, I four in Orlando got better. Now, it's still a crapshoot because they haven't finished it yet. Mm-hmm. But they put the hot lanes going directly through Orlando. Okay. And now, initially, like you said, it was supposed to be HOV. Mm-hmm. And so, somehow he got into talking about HOV lanes across the country and how a lot of uh, a lot of departments of transportation are actually doing away completely with HOV lanes because they found it didn't get enough people to... to um, to uh, uh, carpool, carpool. Thank you. Jeez, I couldn't figure out the word. <laughs> um, so what they're doing is they're the, the the HOV lanes that they had. They're turning them into those hot lanes mm-hmm. to earn revenue off of them. Yeah, which is then in turn, it's like the opposite. Like people aren't are uh, aren't driving less or driving with more people. So you still have to fix the roads as often as you did. Because you didn't get the cars off the road. Yeah. So we might as well charge people that want to get to their destination quicker. And maybe and that and, and that model is raising enough money for them to maintain these roads now. Um, and they've kind of quelled the backlash because they still have the free option. Yeah. But they also have the pay option. Well, I'll tell you. So I've I've driven. You know, we, my mom and dad used to live in, in the Outer Banks, so in order to get down there, you take 95 South through Virginia, mm-hmm. um, and now we go to Wilmington, North Carolina a lot, so again, 95 South through Virginia, and, you know, I've gotten on there and seen it, and I'm like, I will pay, I'll pay $50, and you'll see, because they changed the toll based on how congested it is yep. to discourage people from getting in it. But then, if you're arguing, it's it's a perfect like supply and demand. Like, there's plenty of there's plenty of demand. Let's see how high we can we can charge. Oh, forty seven dollars to go three exits. I'm doing it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, now they're extending them even further south. I think they're trying to get them get them down to Fredericksburg. So when we went down to Williamsburg, and I think we went in April this year, we went for spring break to go camp. So we had the RV. Yeah. 
and we we knew 95 was going to be awful. Like every time we've taken 95 south, it's been just a horror show for traffic. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, for anyone who doesn't live in the area, 95 from DC to Richmond was always under construction. Cons- oh, all, always just jammed with commuters from DC who yes commuted from Richmond to go to work in DC mm-hmm. and didn't take the VRE they weren't taking the train they weren't carpooling they were just jamming 95 so then a few years back I'd say 10 15 years back they they started with the Woodrow Wilson Bridge expanded the capacity there on 495 and then they started doing work on expanding 95 but they added those hot lanes now, they have two lanes going right down the middle of the north and southbound lanes, and they alternate it. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, the northbound lanes are hot, and going uh, in the afternoon, the southbound lanes are hot. Yep. They've got a two-hour period where they're not even like that's when the changeover is. Yep. Two, it's either an hour or two hours in the middle of the day, so like twelve to one, and then twelve to one, midnight to one a.m. That's when they change it over. Um. So for us, we were in the RV. We went down, and we got in those hot lanes. I, I think it cost me three bucks to to skip all that traffic. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, you could have charged me fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. and I would have paid it happily. Oh yeah, yeah. So the last time we went down, it was congested going south, mm-hmm. but it was in the morning, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a Saturday. Um, what was this? No, it was a Sunday. I'm sorry. So they they hadn't switched it like, but southbound was a parking lot. Yeah, and I'm watching northbound traffic because they had the the lane still set for northbound. I'm just watching these people cruise. And I'm like, f you. Yeah, but they're going the other way, so right. I couldn't jump in there. Um, so yeah, that that whole set, setup, but that area is a traffic disaster. Yeah. And the reason people don't carpool is because in order to get from Richmond to D.C., <laughs> you're going to leave at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. And they do, so that they can avoid some of that. I mean, I'll, I'll go to work early sometimes, and I'll see cars on 50 at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. You think there's no one out there? Yeah. And you're watching the Delaware tags. You're going in, commuting into D.C. Yeah. I'm like, that's nuts. So, but, And the weird thing is, Virginia had a very good commuter system they had what in dc they have what they called slug lines Mm -hmm. so essentially what it was there was i think three or four pickup spots along uh in dc and people driving through virginia you could pick up a stranger it was almost like the uber honor system for the most part so let's say i drove in but i wanted to use the virginia hov lanes i could go to a designated spot and there's a line of people. They get in your back seat, and now you can use the HOV lines. Yeah. You just got to drop them off at another designated spot in Virginia, mm-hmm. which is generally right off of 95. Yeah. You know, it, they, they Generally, those people stopped at, like, a park and ride. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't cost them anything. Yeah. So, like, they just get a free ride to work, and the other person gets to use the HOV lanes. Yeah, because 66 coming in from Fairfax awful. is awful, and it's, I mean, they drive on the shoulders. Yeah. They've turned the shoulders into lanes, yeah. and inside the Beltway, 66 is HOV only. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, 
single lane for anyone, you know. But 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 Maryland never did that. They never had the slug system, no. which I thought was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, why not do And they were trying to get more people to use um, the Metro and the Mark train, mm-hmm. um, which was great, but you, you, like, you weren't connecting a major populace, which was anything past New Carrollton on 50. Yeah. You weren't bringing that train to Annapolis, where a lot of people work. Mm-hmm. In DC, you know, they live there and they live in Annapolis. They work in DC, and those are the people that are driving on fifty. Yep. And so, like, okay, well, if I'm going to drive this twenty five minutes to New Carolyn, I might as well just drive the extra hour into work, rather than stopping, parking, getting on the train, going. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to take me. It, like, I I factored it out one time. It, it was almost the same amount of time. Yeah. Whereas if I just dealt with it, and, and at least this way, I dealt with the traffic. I said, yeah, it was frustrating. But I'm in my own car listening to my own radio and not dealing with the people <laughs> and the certain people on the train. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure they're lovely people, but there are some unlovely people on that train. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I just drove in. And so I, I think Maryland, it, it, they could have used it on 50, 275. They should have done something like that slug lane. But anyway. So now they're they're turning a lot of these HOV lanes into into hot lanes, and people are paying for it, and the state gets the money for roads and whatnot. And yeah, well, let's see if they what they promise to use the the sports bet book money for. So yeah. well, then the funny thing after so after it's approved, like all these people can say whatever they want to get it approved, right? I was going to go to education. It's going free for your kids. Are you against the kids? Yeah. Well, that's the puppy dog argument. Right, right. You're you're against. How could the you kids? not support the puppy dog? Yeah. So you just throw more money at it, and then you have a, a school system like you know the city of Baltimore right. that spends more money per student than any other school system in the state, and generates the worst results. Well, they're not the state; they're top five in the country. Yeah, and they, you know, it's and they, they can't pass a kid. Right. Well, I'm sorry, they pass them, but they can't read. Right, they don't know anything. Yeah. So, you know, it's. And I think we, we've talked about this before on, on this show where, you know, the, just the, the waste, fraud, and abuse that happens at those higher levels, like, oh, you know, so um, administrator after administrator after administrator. Meanwhile, the, the kids who really deserve this funding and these resources are getting nothing, and a bunch of political appointees and, and administrators are getting getting paid. Contractors. Yeah. Contractors, but their buddies with the administrator getting their money. Mm-hmm. And all these kids get screwed. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It so it's weird. your choice. Do you give money to the state who's screwing you or the mafia that's screwing you? <laughs> so At least back in the day, and this is where the mafia kind of screwed up. In the back in the day, the mafia, at, at least they took care of the people in the neighborhood. We've talked about mm-hmm. this too. And that's where kind of like the mafia screwed up. They stopped caring about the people in the neighborhood. Yeah. Because the people in the neighborhood are the ones that kept their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Well, that went away. Yeah. you know, And, and so they stopped taking care of the neighborhood, and the neighborhood squealed on them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he lives over there. Yeah, you know? all right. You know, but I mean, hopefully the state once online because I, I look, there's a lot of money coming in right now through sports get sports betting in the casinos. But once you put it online, once you make that online available, I'd say you're probably going to quadruple that money. Yeah, and, I don't, and, and, I, and they and they got to do the right thing. Well, I should say they got to because they're not going to, but <laughs> they really need to do the right thing with this money. Yeah. 
and, and, I, and I don't think the casinos will get hurt because I think people that like to go to casinos are going to go to casinos anyway. Well, it, or, or up your game in yeah. the casino. Like, if you go to Harrington, and he, we were talking about Harrington um, with Jeremy, and one of the reasons why I like going to Harrington, it wasn't because the casino was great, or and the poker room was small, so it wasn't like I was going there for that. Now, they did have a, a little bit of a horse track, if you like mm-hmm. the horse, if you like the ponies, but they had their sports book. Had a nice restaurant in it with good food, nice comfortable seats, mm-hmm. a wall full of TVs. Like it was a, it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Right. So it, it's kind of like when we talked about the movies. I hated going to the movies when yeah. it had those creaky seats with the springs that are shooting up through your buns hole. Yeah. You know, it, but the movie theater goes and puts in the recliner, the electric recliners. Nice and wide seats. They bring you food. Recline almost all the way. They bring you the food. The food in some of these theaters is nice. So now the experience is good. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I get to watch a movie. Right? So now, if some of these casinos see the sports book as the attraction to get people to come and place bets, yeah. now you're on to something. Yep. Have good food. Have have a nice looking have a nice looking girl bring me some food. Yeah, you know, and you're watching games, or maybe while you're there, eh, it's it's uh it's halftime. Let's go play a a, a hand of blackjack or whatever. Right, right. Or, or or maybe the girl that's bringing me the the nachos and the chicken wings or whatever. Maybe she offers to take my bet up to the window for me. Yeah, and brings me back my ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I think in all honesty, maybe I should be running one of these. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm genius coming up with this. <laughs> Hospitality, personality plus over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we left because I got my personality towards other people is awful. <laughs> Curmudgeon. Can't, can't stand people. <laughs> they don't. I think the next episode is going to be talking about the uh, the elementary school pickup and drop off lines. Oh, we awesome. I've got a bone to pick <laughs> with many, many individuals. I, I don't know how they've made it this long in life. Like, something should have eaten them off. Like, something should have... Like, a tiger should have come and eaten their face because so, they were in the wrong space. So, you know, back in the day, that's what would have happened to them. Yeah. But now, like, there is no tiger to eat. Mm-hmm. And we have all these warning labels. Yeah. You know? Like, the warning label, like, you know, don't put the hair dryer in the bathtub. Right. Like, the, you know? like these are the people... Like, the people I'm talking about in this... In these would have done they're the ones that would have dropped, that would have dried their hair in the tub with the water halfway up their knees, right? Yeah. Or they go on the safari and go to pet the lion, and the lion eats them, right? Right. These like the people that are the decisions these people are making in the pick up and drop off line are the same people that make those decisions and wonder why the lion ate them, right? Well, it was a lion. I was on safari. <laughs> I was in. I was in Africa in the jungle. <laughs> And he just came over and he bit my hand off. I can't believe it. Or, or, or the shark. Or I went to go surf in the in the ocean. I fell off my surfboard and got a little cut. Next thing I know, I got a shark eating my right. foot. And then, and then on the very next safari, there's a sticker: "Don't give your hand to lions." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the person then becomes an advocate against the ocean, right, or, or against sharks. Yeah, because the shark's fault that you right. were in the ocean bleeding, and they ate your foot. Sharks just doing its thing, right? Sharks being a shark. Yeah, sharks sharking it. <laughs> <laughs> the lion was being a lion. Yeah, 
You were in, you were in the lion's domain. Yeah. Right. Like it's like you go into a bear's den and it didn't cuddle with you, and instead it ripped your face off. Well, you went into the bear's den. That's right. what a bear's gonna do. Bear's gonna bear. Right. Yeah. Probably should have done that. No. <laughs> you don't. You. It'd be like look if the bear comes into your home, and bites your face off. All right, I got a problem with the bear at that point. Yeah. He came to you. But the people that are doing the pickup and the drop off, these are the type of people. They go in the ocean, get bit by the shark, and blame the shark. Right. Like they're that kind of stupid. Yeah. All right. Maybe that'll be the next show. We got to cut this one short because we're running a little bit long. Uh, again, J- uh, Jeremy Khan, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, you can hear him on 105.7 The Fan, Big Bad Morning Show. Um, I believe they cut off around 10 a.m. Uh, I think they start at 8, 7 or 8. Uh, maybe I'm not right. sure. Uh, yeah. Great show. Rob, Ed, also great. Um also, uh, Pressbox Online slash author slash Jeremy Khan, C O N N slash sports picks. Uh, give us bets a try. It, bet with them. It's fun. Um, I know I will. Uh, also, uh, private internet access. Go to drivewaybeers.com, right hand side. Uh, you click on the, uh, the, the picture for the VP for private internet access. If you're on a phone, it's all the way at the bottom. Go ahead and tap on that. Uh, for our customers, they're doing 82% off right now. I believe it's $56 for a two-year subscription. comes out to just over $2 a month. Uh, protect your credit card information online and because you, know, you might not care about your, your personal uh, information, but you do care about the money in your bank account. Make sure you protect it with a VPN when you're shopping online. Share this with a friend, and we will see you next time.